So we're going to start this stream a little differently. This is take two. Uh, those of you guys who stuck with us for the first bit, thank you so, so much. Uh, I apologize for the technical issues. All right. Can everyone hear me? Let's start this out right. You guys can hear Kyle right this time. Plus there's content. It's always good. Beautiful. I, I appreciate that fee. You are a superstar. Thank you. Thank you. Can everybody just testing? Can anybody hear just all right? Can anybody hear me? Say hi. Uh, this is Roy Cookson we have tonight with us and Commander Fee as well. All right. Can, I, can somebody confirm that the sound is okay? Yeah, I think it's because of the delay they're hearing the song. Yeah, so far so good. I hear you. Okay, good. All right. So let me <laughs> reintroduce this. This is, uh, welcome everybody. This is Elite Week episode 12. This is Galactic Water Cooler. What is Galactic Water Cooler? Well, the idea is that we're going to sort of every week get together and have a discussion about what's going on in Elite and what we feel and what we are thinking and, and, and see what you guys feel. Hopefully some of this resonates with you. I have a cast of a dozen or so guys and, and you know, guys and gals uh, that, that I have picked that um, sort of come from different backgrounds. And this is not the super friendos. I'm not looking really for content creators in, as much in this group. That We've got that covered in, in, in the other thing and, you know, we've just put out a show on Saturday with uh, with um, you know down to earth astronomy and and the burrs and Plater and Watherspoon and myself and we talked about fleet carriers and I hope you guys enjoyed that but this is different this is um, okay Roy is saying he's not hearing uh, you guys on the stream why don't you guys say something else let me go through here and check on the audio I'm showing you showing up on the audio on the mic you're lighting up we only hear yeah we only hear you now How, what the actual alright we're gonna fix this right now rather than go on for a while with it let's fix this uh, settings audio let me double check this alright Desktop audio is up. Desktop audio too. Let me change this and make sure that we've got. Um, all right. So let's change this to. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not really my sport. But uh, well, me neither. I, I, don't I, even <laughs> I think I, I think I have it fixed. If anyone can just confirm, you guys talk, say something. We, I think you're good now. I think I fixed what Testing that was. Testing one, two, three. Something. Yep. I think we're good now. All right. Brown fox jumped over the fence. So in my working to tweak the audio before I said it. Okay, you have them on a different channel on a mixer. If so, it may be muted. I think they they should be good now. Yeah, I hear it now. All right. Please confirm you can hear us too. Okay. 
All right, so now we have <laughs> – this is – look, okay. You guys are getting to see this later on, you know, a year from now when this channel is booming and everything is, is going – We're going to look back and laugh so We're going to – and here's the thing. I am a dumb Marine, okay? So technical stuff, not my thing. So uh, I, I apologize, and I'm going to figure out all of that stream overlay stuff and all of the other things. We're going to get that stuff working, but for now, you can hear us, and that's the important thing, because this is basically just meant to be a podcast. The fact, anything on the stream, anyone right now, let me tell you, you're not going to see anything on the stream that's going to knock your socks off. You can feel free to just listen to it in audio, because it's, it's just... That's all this really is. This is us talking. So, as I said, uh, I'm going to reintroduce Commander Fee and Commander Roy Cookson, who are here with us. They are two of the cast members of the Galactic Water Cooler. Say hi, guys. <clears throat> hi, guys. Right. Thanks a lot. Good evening, everybody. Once again. <laughs> For the 18th time. time. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So, the idea is the Galactic Water Cooler got a dozen people that I think are awesome. I handpicked two or three of them at a time to come in and have sort of a weekly talk on what's going on. And <clears throat> this week, we're, let's start off with sort of a hint at a thing that may be big, that may be new, that may be like, oh my god, spoiler, something's happening with the Thargoids. And that is the fact that in the Pleiades, there is an AX base, and that base has been renamed in the beta, the fleet carrier beta, and that name is Pale Horse Manufacturing. Pale Horse is obviously ominous. It is from, you know, the Bible, uh, Revelations, and I uh, saw a pale horse, and on him was a rider, and it was death. It's got some massive, you know, sort of, uh, what do you call it? Sort of, what would you guys call it? Like foreshadowing or ominous? Yes. Something yes. to it. Yes. A major disruption. <clears throat> so now I should say this to be absolutely clear because I don't want to mislead anyone and say, I definitively have the inside scoop. This is a thing. Because it could also just be a beta bug. Betas be betas. And they have bugs and they have problems. They have issues. Now there is a base that had that name already existing in the Pegasi system and that base is now renamed to what the name of the pre-existing base was in the Pleiades the Expus so this could literally just be a weird situation of some kind of a glitch or bug in the database caused those names to switch completely unbeknownst to and unplanned by Frontier Development we don't know and we won't know until June when they launch some people are saying it's going to be June 16th. Some people are saying it's going to be the 23rd. We'll see. But in June, I am definitely going to be looking to see because a ticket has already been opened with Frontier about this quote-unquote bug or glitch or potential problem. And if in June, because Frontier knows about this, I've confirmed it, I've spoken with them directly, they know about this. If in June it's still this way, then it's not a glitch, to, to my mind, it's not a glitch, it's a message. It's This is a sign of something coming. And if the glitch is awfully relevant. It, yeah, if it's a glitch, that's a, holy crap, that's interesting. That's a, that's a weird coincidence that it came up with that. But we'll see. If, if in June, when fleet carriers roll out, 
we see that the names are back the way they are right now in live, then I think it was a glitch. If in June we see the names are, are still changed, to me, that's a hint, that's foreshadowing, that is exciting. Because, and, and just to roll into the second part of this, this episode is, is called Dear Frontier for a reason. This is a couple of unabashed fanboys of Frontier Development. I love Frontier Development. I love Elite Dangerous. I am a fanboy. I am not ashamed of that. And I, I don't think that I should be. I say it proudly. I'd wear the t-shirt. But this is a message from some of your fans, some of your super fans saying, hey guys, <clears throat> there's some feelings, there's some things, there's some thoughts that we would like you to hear because we say with love, we, we would like some things to possibly be better. I think it could be better for us. It could be better for you. It could be better for the, the sort of future of the game as a whole. And one of those things, a strong thing is, um, we want to see more lore, more narrative, something back into the game. In the early days of Elite Dangerous, there was constantly new things being found, awesome things between uh, the, the, the stuff that was going on with Canon Research where they were finding you know, these weird things that were printing out signals in, in numbers and they would run that code through a, a filter and they were coming up with stuff like, you know, oh, this is a location to go check out and or, oh, this is, you know, it was spitting out stuff like that would describe your ship back to you or whatever, where it was like, okay, this is interesting. There's There were new guardian ruins. There were new, constantly there were new, uh, uh, what do you call that, um <clears throat> like phenomenon being found and, and, and new and interesting things. There was, you know, stuff with Inra and, and Black Flight and, you know, stuff like that that hinted at like, oh my God, Project Destiny and and the Zerara and megaships and whatever. And, you know, we completely understand that your team has been broken up into two parts. There's one part which is a very small portion of the overall team and that is working on current elite and that team has been very much focused on fleet carriers and then there's the majority of your team that has been completely focused on um you know next era and while we completely get that uh you know it was all hands on deck from the current team from the current elite team to just get fleet carriers right and we appreciate that and we love the work that you're putting into it and we love the product as it's shaping up through the beta process it was a little rough at the start but it's coming around really really well um, <clears throat> while we were happy for all of that we're also very gratified to hear that Frontier is making statements and noises now to the extent of hey after fleet carriers hit production in June we absolutely intend to bring back Galnet's content. We absolutely intend to bring back, where appropriate, interstellar initiatives and CGs, whatever. And like, this is this is a good sign. Now, <clears throat> this pale horse thing, the fact that the Pleiades base got renamed to the what was previously the Pegasi system base, the pale horse manufacturing, if that is a thing. And if that is a hint towards, 
hey man, that the, I mean, I've I've been on record for a while to say that my belief is that they stutter stepped like hell because the storyline of the Thargoids was meant to coincide with the product launch of fleet carriers and you know the leak that everyone has heard and everybody's talked about is you know elite feet you know first person shooter style running around on your feet out there in the world and that was supposed to be tied towards fps thargoid style something <clears throat> and they've had models they've put out of those thargoids and whatnot that everybody's seen and base building okay now on the elite feet side of it I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of first-person shooters. I used to do that in real life. It's not a game mode that I ever have enjoyed. If I'm playing a video game, I want to be a wizard. I want to be a barbarian with a big axe. I want to be flying a spaceship. I want something that's not running around shooting people with guns. I don't, I don't enjoy that. That's just me. I know there's a lot of people that love that stuff. That's a big market. But <clears throat> for me... The thing that's exciting about the, the first person, sh you know, aspect of the game is two things. Number one, I would love to see something like Satisfactory or Deliver the Moon where, you know, you're running around on foot picking up pieces of materials and using it to build a base, using it to build a structure, using it to create a thing. That would be awesome. Uh... FPS shooters running around, you know, playing Starship Trooper and, and shooting Thargoids, it's just not a thing that excites me. I get that some people will like it. But the thing that does excite me is you can't get to there from here without progressing the story. Either, if we're at the point now where we're seeing Thargoids on foot and interacting with them in a friendly manner, in a non-friendly manner, in a murder-everybody manner, whatever... It has to be that either A, they're on our turf and they're invading with some form of burn the bubble, which I don't think is going to happen as a for realsies thing because they put too much time and effort into building this up and trying to attract new players. They don't want the new players to be stymied and unable to access their engineers or unable to get their rares to, again, access their engineers or unable to do rep grinds or this, that, and the other because of some reason. If there's a burn the bubble, I think it's going to be a set piece. I think it's going to be a, you know, a for show. And I think it's going to be a part one to a part two, which is more actual interesting things. And that would be the opposite side, us taking it to them. I would love to see the Cole 70 sector get a dozen or so systems, five systems, 10 systems, whatever, unlocked. And it'd be a thing where it's like, hey, man, you know how the Zendi Megabus goes every Thursday? It swaps places and it goes down to the area where, you know, in Sinyuf where you have the, uh, the uh, Guardian Ruins. I would love to see a Zendi Megabus type combat thing, right, that goes once a week. And then or your friends that go anytime you want, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with their fleet carrier. They can jump 500 light years. I would love to see, hey jump 500 light years and go out and see this thing and this thing is this new system where it's a hard mode of the game it has way harder fights it's stuff that's just for advanced players it has a continuation of cool storyline stuff and it can't just be harder it also has to have rewards commensurate with that 
increased challenge. So greater risk and greater reward. I would love to see that. So time will tell, guys. What do you what do you what do you guys think with regard to this whole pale horse thing? Do you think I'm just just a while, and I know you. This is unfair because this is just wild speculation <laughs> at this point. But do you think it's a glitch, or do you think it's a continuation, a hint of a continuation of story? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I think if it's a glitch, maybe they didn't mean for it to be um, viewable yet. It just seems too relevant, like I said before, to the what would have been the ongoing story mm. uh, for it to be a complete mistake. I think. Okay. Um, it it's. Uh, I mean, certainly appreciate it if the if the storyline picks back up again and all the communications turn back on and some of the wonder is reinjected back into uh, into things. Hmm. Okay. All right, V, how you feeling? Yeah, you know, I, I've I've been uh, listening and and digesting and and even uh, watching the the chat on YouTube and, hmm. and uh, you know, Chapter Master Carcharius has some ideas here about. Uh, everything that you've been mentioning and, and I've been thinking about that as well and, and I think you know it is feasible that, that as he mentioned or, mm-hmm. or she um, that, that this was a, a, a bug that, that should have been fixed a long time ago and we just happened to notice uh, in, in the beta that, that it's been addressed uh, I think that's plausible but at the same time you know what you guys are talking about kind of setting the stage for, for something bigger in relation to the to the Thargoids almost makes more sense and, and really kind of you know paves the way for, for the way things are going yeah, man. Um, you know, just you know, the the majority of those lock systems uh, that we can't get to right now, that there's no way into, that that we've been kind of dancing around with with our ships to date. Uh, I I would perceive that something like you mentioned, where uh, you know you have 12 or more systems that that all of a sudden we're now able to get into, and and wouldn't it be badass if if there were Thargoid hives um, similar to Coriolis or or even outpost stations, but but for the the Thargoids. And, well, we you have the ability to to um, attack those with a fleet carrier full of fighters or, or something like that. Oh. And, you know, even going back to, um, you know, the, the burn the bubble concept, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I don't want to burn the bubble. Uh, I, I want to increase the prevalence of, of the bugs in, in the bubble. I want to make, make it elite a little bit more dangerous, but, but I don't want to ruin the new player experience. I think there are a lot of us out there uh, you know, I, I happen to check when we were getting started here. I, I've got over 2,000 hours in the game. And, uh, you know, just, just I think there's so many of us that, that are at the end game stage of the game where mm. we've done a lot of discovery. We've, we've I don't want to say see it, seen it all and done it all, uh, because even after 2,000 hours, there's stuff that I still have yet to do. You know, that, that that's one of the reasons why I love this game is, is you can have that many hours and still not have the entire list of, of stuff crossed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I think that you know, but 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 I would agree that that uh, a lot of what's going on with what's coming in the beta and the new era um, is is catering to the end game and 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 setting the stage for what could happen with the Thargoids and maybe the Guardians and maybe something entirely different that we haven't even learned about yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Carcarius makes some fan- phenomenal phenomenal points. As does uh, Tangent Revolution in the comms where in the chat where he's talking about like, you know, like, yeah, the, the early, early days. OK, I, I, granted, there was a lot of flying around and not that that much, but there was a sweet spot where where 
canon was hopping with new discoveries and you know the guardian stuff was happening and the the thargoids in 20 in 3304 so so two years ago so 20 2018 when the thargoids had just sort of returned there was there was a sweet spot there where like there was a lot going on and i i just feel me personally like again the, the name of this episode is dear frontier like we we get that you have created Stellar Forge, which Dr. K. Ross, oh my God, I love you. You are a genius and a phenomenal human being and a treasure. Uh, David Braben, I love you. You are a same, a, a phenomenal human being and a treasure. You guys created this thing, and it's it is maybe the most amazing canvas that has ever existed. And I love you both, and I, I I want to thank you for creating this canvas, this 400 plus billion star systems in a galaxy. But there needs to be room for the Michael Brookses. There needs to be room for the Drew Wagars. There needs to be room for the talented artists of the non-computery type, the the, the storytellers, to to you know the the the, the kate uh what kate russell the the you know the the guy the the one the guy who wrote the dark wheel there or uh, the wheel turns as the wheel turns whatever there needs to be room for the storytellers out there to be able to tell that amazing story by a campfire that will inspire and captivate the people i came into this game for two reasons one because of the amazing canvas that you guys made but two because of the amazing stories that were being painted on that you know so beautifully on that canvas and i just want to with love and respect say to frontier it's time <clears throat> to get back to it on on the on the aspect of new codex entries new things out there new story new continuations of things whether it's inra stuff or galcop stuff or black flight stuff or the the whole the, the mystery of you know uh mick turner's father and polaris and all of these things if you guys go back anyone who's listening to me right now if you have not yet checked out sagittarius eye magazine which does both a pdf magazine and a podcast you are so impoverished of 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 so many hours of great stories for elite dangerous that will inspire you and will send you out there in search of these cool things it's 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 amazing amazing stories but they need more to work with they need more raw story coming from frontier we need that so that this canvas doesn't seem like it's just being painted in black and white. And I think, you know, one one thing that comes to mind, Kyle, while you're talking through that is is the amount of content creators for this game. I, I don't think, you know, I, I've been I've been gaming since the '70s. I'm I fart dust, I'm old. Um, and 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 one of the things that that I've ne- I've never seen a game with even even you know World of Warcraft or or any number of video games that that have been out across multiple platforms that have really the, the depth and, and the amount of community support mm-hmm. with these content creators that we've got out there for this game. And and to your point, you know, I, I, I think they have certainly done a, a an outstanding, amazing, phenomenal job of supporting and, and helping 
to build a lot of the the story around what what uh, Frontier provided through Galnet and, and and through everything that they did within the game uh, with CGs and everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I would agree with you that 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 getting getting the lore back into the game itself um, to 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 not support the content creators, but to to like you said, give them a canvas to build off of. Um, I, I think is super valuable, and and it and it also from a player perspective, you know, just beyond the the content creators, from a player perspective, it it it, it does help um, to kind of you know build that that uh, you know Roy, I think you mentioned it that that internal, I don't want to call it a monologue, but the story of of you know the head cannon, the internal head cannon, exactly mm. head cannon, all I, and and you know the 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 visualization of 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 you know being this space swashbuckler. Um, having your own space adventures, I think that's a big reason why a lot of us play the game. Is you know we're all our own individual Han Solo or Buck Rogers or whoever you want to be, um, and 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 having that lore provided by Frontiers is, is definitely a, a huge piece of that. And and I, I would agree that that since they stopped at the end of last year, um, there there has been a a a, a, a hole in my life. There's been a hole in my life. Mm. <laughs> Roy, I. I'd echo a lot of that. Um, I mean, likewise, I've been playing games for a very long time. I was I played the original Elite. I was a Kickstarter backer. Um, played some of the earliest MMOs like Ultima Online, EverQuest, mm -hmm. um, other Sims, BattleTech, Civilization, Stellaris, uh, Orbiter 2016, and Triple Space Program. And one of the threads that runs through all those is their sandboxes to mm -hmm. a degree. Mm -hmm. And and actually, something I'd say even beyond that is. The earliest ones of that aren't um, photorealistic games, which I think speaks to this idea that a lot of this takes place in your own head. Yeah, man. You don't. You just. You just need a sort of a structure or a scaffold uh, mm -hmm. to build this around. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we're talking about putting more lore back into the game, it's not. You know, we're not asking for 500 bespoke star systems. <laughs> it's simply the hint of a mystery. Mm. Like, look at the conversation that just came up around the, the, the pale horse manufacturing, you know, all the ideas Pete has brought up and, and, and you've talked about. It's, it sparks, people can run with it. And just the, the hint that some of that might be real or a portion of it. Now, granted, some of it needs to become real over time. Um, but it's this idea that you don't have to handhold people that much, I don't think, to have a rich and imaginative uh, experience in these games. Yeah, man, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I, yeah, you, you know what you talk about when you say you know some of these games weren't photorealistic. Let's be honest, Elite from 1984, you know, by today's standard, absolute crap visuals. It's just this little you know lines and whatever. Because I'm, and 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 with respect, not I, I don't mean that disrespectfully to them. Like you, you couldn't make anything anything like you can make today back then i mean but, it was stunning for its time yes it, no it was absolutely for its time. it was stunning for its time but it's looking at you know just because you said photorealistic looking at yeah. games of today right that 1984 elite you know was nothing but the story contained in it and all of the stuff i think still holds up today against a lot of games the story that that was in there it allowed you to build a universe in your mind that people 
wanted to inhabit. And Elite Dangerous is, of course, with all of the new bells and whistles and the amazing, you know, what, what you know, 36 years later, duh, the, the technology's better. You're going to be able to create uh, a better, you know, you have a better canvas to work with. But the painting itself in the 1984 Elite, the, the story was 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 just beautiful and perfect and amazing and well, it, uh, go ahead an obvious another obvious difference is back then obviously there wasn't wiki mm -hmm. you couldn't go watch youtube videos about how to go find whatever in the game yeah but what supported what supported all those early games whether it was elite or some of the earliest um D, &D mm -hmm. type you know pool of radiance and other mm -hmm. things yeah. was the manual the manual that came with the game and that's mm -hmm. all you had you know a poster a manual maybe a figurine or something. And um, <laughs> the things that were talked about in those manuals painted a far richer picture than the game could actually visually illustrate. Oh, in yeah. some cases, couldn't. there was elements <laughs> mentioned in there that had no actual basis in the game. Yeah. Uh, but it filled, in, it filled in the story and got your mind running, and then that's what created the narrative that you were playing through through the vehicle of the game. Dude, I still remember the, having the book to, was it Wizardry 7? That it had those rhinoceros dudes with the blunderbuss guns. And, and it was just a, the whole story of their society and whatever. They were, yeah, you can, you can captivate someone's imagination with a story in a way that you give them in five pages of text a good enough story, a good enough hook that it captures their imagination and they will run with it and create volumes in their head and will play your mm -hmm. game for years. Um, so, all right. The lore and the narrative, we would like it back. We're very, very uh, happy to hear from Frontier that, you know, there's plans for it to come back. We're very interested and anxious to see what happens with this possible hint. We're very much... I I I felt like <clears throat> the storyline has stutter stepped because it was tied to fleet carriers, and now that we got fleet carriers, we are going to get a run up going to uh, the next era, some lead in story wise that will take us there. That I'm super super excited for, and I, I hope that that you guys out there listening are as well. Uh, yeah, and, <clears throat> and real quick, I I, uh, I just re remembered a concern I had from from. Uh... Mm -hmm. Take one. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and and that was related to New Era and 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 um, developing the story, bringing lore back. Mm. The concern that I have is is that the game will not pivot to developing everything around what may come out of that update. In other words, having everything from a lore perspective, having everything from from the story perspective, focus on that potential FPS part of the game or that potential base building part of the game um, and, and leaving the space exploration and space battle and space trucking aspect of the game still <coughs> where it is right now today, dare I say, stale, right? So, so I'm hoping that, that when lore comes back, it, it's holistic across everything, um, even if, you know, when we get to that point where, where those updates are out, um, that, that the lore encompasses everything and, and it doesn't push those of us that still enjoy just sitting here chilling mm. with our hotas, you know, flying around in space, doing our thing while, while there is a story going on um, if we pick up a, a, a laser rifle and, and run around and shoot bugs. You know so I, I completely understand what you're saying and to that point, here's how I would respond. 
I don't think you have to worry. And here's why. Elite Dangerous was not a space sim game that they suddenly realized, oh crap, Fortnite is the new hotness. We're going to make Fortnite with Thargoids. We're going to go ahead and abandon what we're doing and we're going to start this new thing. Elite Feet or Space Legs or whatever you want to call it and Fleet Carriers and Base Building. These were all things that were in the original Kickstarter roadmap. So this isn't a situation of they've decided to pivot, abandon their old game, own old game to chase the new hotness. This was thought of and conceptualized from the very beginning to be a massive sort of interdependent ecosystem that was would have all of it built in. So I I personally feel very much like the the aspect of space legs that that excites me like I said is more the engineering side of it. I love the concept of saying, "Hey man, I'm going to fly over this planet," right? <clears throat> Searching for you know, I've got a sensor suite, this new sensor suite that's coming into the game that's going to say like, hey man, you're within five miles of this new, um, like maybe, let's say let's say mechanic-wise, game mechanic, like how do you do this mechanic-wise? Because you don't want it to just fly right up to the thing. To make it interesting, let's say you get a new module and that module looks for these new engineering materials of some kind that's used for base building or used for upgrading your laser rifle or I don't know something right but let's say you fly over and just like when you do those um, scan job missions or whatever and it's like okay you got to go to this base and you got to infiltrate the base and get information you fly over with your ship and it gives you like a circle of like a five mile radius and it says or or you know two mile radius, something whatever game mechanic you guys figure this out you're smarter than me you get to an area and it's like this is the radius of the search area and you land your ship in that circle somewhere, maybe in the middle of it, and deploy in an SRV. Now that you've deployed in your SRV, <clears throat> you've got the built-in mechanic there of the SRV scanner, and it's scanning for the material. Some updated version of that scanner is, is, is scanning for the, the thing that you're looking for. And then, let's say you get within, <clears throat> say, I don't know, 100 meters in your SRV, and then you have to get out and like, okay, now you're in the circle for that. Now you get out and you're on foot and you've got some kind of a wrist comm scanner thing that you're looking around at. And then it says like, okay, boom, there it is. It's eight feet that way. You go there, you, you know, go and there's some kind of a mini game. You know how you have some games where it's like, oh, there's a mini game of like a lock pick or mini game of a whatever. Like in, in Elder Scrolls Online, you would have lock picks or whatever mm -hmm. you have some interaction where your your goal there because this is not like other materials this is not like mining tons of you know void opals uh by cracking rocks or whatever this is a very finite very small thing that you're trying to get and you have this goal of like i have to retrieve this from this rock or this whatever but in a way like i have to shoot my wrist laser or some shit i have some special you know sonic screwdriver tool and i have to get into that rock and extract this thing with but without breaking it it's super super delicate and there can be an interaction there so now by putting a thing on there some mini game you've okay. now created a situation where you're you know 
flying to the planet, getting out, driving around in your SRV, getting out, walking around, climb a tree, look under, you know, boom, find a rock, lift up the rock, look on the other side. Okay, there's the thing. Now extract it. That could be that part of it. Shooting Thargoids in the face, I'm not interested in. But that part of it, of the engineering part or whatever, could be so cool. Oh, and, and Chapter Master Carcharius again had a great idea. He gets a gold star for tonight's stream. Okay, wait. If he's uh, so, he, if he's coming up with all these great things, you have to say his name right. He's got a shark as a thing, so it's like Carcarius. So it's like Carcaridon Megalodon. So Chapter Master well, Carcarius. Well, now, now you, you see, you're saying that that we're smarter than you, but but you just won up to me in the in the. Uh, I just like sharks. I just right. like sharks. Okay, go ahead. Fine. And now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so so yeah, basically he's he's talking about augmenting and enhancing the existing mission system. So so you know he mentioned surface missions. Imagine if you actually have to land outside a surface base, and instead of just doing that scanning the data point, you actually have to go inside that base or infiltrate that base mm. and find find a, a data point inside the base that you got to scan. You know, take taking it another step. Yes, um, that, that could be cool. I, that that could be cool, but but again, I, I think to your point, you know, there's a fine line there where you may have to use your your laser rifle um, to to maybe shoot a sentry, and I think that would be okay or a skimmer. Um, I, I I'm I'm with you though, Kai. You know, the the FPS piece, I, I'm not looking to get that out of this game. I I, I like sitting in my spaceship. Yeah, but I I, I think there's going to still be ways to do that maybe look if there's people that are deploying that are going out there to shoot thargoids or whatever you and i could be the guys that are driving the drop ships that we drop the troops and we drop the guy in a tank now i don't want to run around shooting people but i will drive the hell out of a tank if you give me some srv that's a tank oh that's a that's another vehicle i'm in let's go or well, if I'm flying the dropship that drops you guys, and now I'm flying over the area and I'm shooting the Thargoid version of the tank so that you guys can, the people that love running around and doing FPS crap, can do that, you know, unmolested by the Thargoid tank. You know, that, you know, I, I could do that. I could be a gunship. I could be a warthog and, and do close air support, uh, uh, you know, ground support on you. Like, that could be cool. Roy, you had something? But well, I was going to say, that's been a strength of this game, and I know uh, down here at the Strong, he's talked about this in the past, where there's multiple modes to play the game, mm -hmm. and, and to, to a degree, they don't force you to do one mode to play another. I mean, yes, there's some overlap, and you know, you, you have to do certain things to get engineering materials, even if you want to be an explorer all the time, that sort of thing. But, yeah, that would be completely in keeping with the, sort of the spirit of the game, if there was multiple ways to participate in something, even if you didn't want to play exactly the way everybody else was playing. Sure, look at how um, many people play the game right now and never ever Buckyball, or never ever AX Combat, or never ever, uh, I don't know, pick any, you know, they don't do power play they never do bgs they never do whatever there's tons of other things to do so i i agree with you i don't think we have to worry about being forced into it so let's now, one thing just to throw on one thing you brought up if i could about the uh the kickstarter and and the fact that you know leap feet was something that was mentioned even even that early mm -hmm. um i think some of the things that you know maybe go without saying need to be said and what i mean by that is i think uh, Asset has a secret weapon they haven't been using, and that's David Raven. I mean, what the ma <laughs> some of the magic, some of the magic they could bring back. If I think back to the, the Kickstarter era, he was getting monthly video blocks about the process of the game and the vision of the game. And, yeah, some of it was here's a neat new feature that was sort of a consequence of the way the game was being developed right then. But 
back to the point of we don't need a lot here to build structure for imagination. Hmm. Um, you know, if he was to not just send out his armies of community managers and others, but if he was to sit in front of the camera and give a little recorded State of the Union type speech, um, I think that could go a, a long way towards, you know, reinvigorating some of the magic of here's the longer term vision for this game. Well, okay, let's go there. Roy jumped ahead to the next thing on the agenda, but I absolutely, I agree. So that was a thing that is is on the agenda that... So here's the thing. David Braben is a very rich computer genius. Now, when David Braben was putting out the Kickstarter, he had to subject himself to a lot of press because you needed your computer genius out there up front, you know, and he had to subject himself to a lot of stuff that you could tell at times he was comfortable and excited and, and was, was animated and it was great. And at other times you could tell, you know, the guy's like, hey, man, well, I, I'm bummed. I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm a computer guy. I'm not really a face guy. I'm not really a, you know, I, I don't want to be like in any way rude or whatever. But it's like some of the most I- I- amazing computer genius aren't the most sort of people person comfortable dealing with whatever and then also let's face it press fans you know people just the the unwashed masses can be dicks and when you get to the point that you're rich enough that you're running the largest game developer and publisher in the united kingdom you no longer have to subject yourself to all of that but i one hundred percent agree with you that we the elite fanboys want some FaceTime with the great and powerful Oz. We want David Braben. Now I don't think that the right move is David Braben on a stream. You're gonna get too many trolls and digs no, and whatever. No. I don't think that necessarily the right move is David Braben doing live press. I think the move there, he's now graduated to the point where he doesn't subject himself to that. What he can do is do a pre-recorded hour-long whatever thing where he is, you know, it's it's edited by his team. It makes him look good. He's very, very comfortable and relaxed. You have the right people, people in his community management team, asking him the right questions that feed into productive, those animated discussions of David Braben of old. Because the fact of the matter is, is there are some people in the game that have ha- have some frustrations and we'll get into those frustrations here in just a moment but they're in those frustrations they're making repeated statements of you know david braben is mia elite is on unannounced um what do you call that maintenance mode elite is no longer the favorite child of the company elite's now just sort of a backwater project all of these kind of statements are being made and i don't agree with them i, I think they're wrong I don't think David Braben no longer loves or cares about Elite. I think David Braben loves and cares about Elite as much as he always has. He doesn't like doing press. And I can't say that I blame him. It's a no-brainer. When you get to the point where you don't have to do press anymore because you're successful and rich and powerful enough and have a whole staff to do press, you send them all to deal with that crap and you don't have to. Because guess what? Your wills 
and your Tims and your Bruce's and your Stevens, they're better at it. Their job as community managers, as community people, their job is to be the face. Their job is to smile at rude assholes asking the wrong questions and to go, that's a great question, and then lead them into what the right question is. Whereas your computer genius dude, his job is to be working on higher level shit. His job is to be making the future for us so that we can be happy. So what I would love to see, because... At the same time that all of that is the case, FaceTime with David Braben is a premium. So if he were to do a pre-recorded thing where it's, you know, it's whatever, scripted, he's asking the question, he's being asked questions by his community management team or by sort of a hand-selected sort of person. They're, they have an idea of what the questions are going to be. They edit it. it. It makes it as relaxing and sort of unpainful an experience as possible for Mr. Braben he can then come out of the, the of of behind the scenes and he can do a thing because i agree with you 100% a state of the union maybe a once a year thing where we get an hour of facetime with david braben is worth more than a 100 hours of streams from the team those old videos of him excitedly talking about different things are so wonderful and and the idea of if we could get you know say in august or october you know we could get you know an hour long <clears throat> with david where he's saying like hey man just i want to come out here and show you this stuff i'm so excited i'm so happy that i finally have got to show you this stuff we've been working on this for the last two years we've been going at it like crazy here is Elite Feet, and this is awesome stuff, and here's the exciting, wonderful things that that's going to bring. Here is base building, and it's awesome, and this is the wonderful things it's going to bring. I think we're going to get Ice Planets along with Next Era. This is just me personally. So, you know, he gets like, let me show you this Ice Planet. Let me show you. But just that animation, that excitement, that when you get to see the great and powerful Oz, when you see his face light up, that is worth more than anything else and that's that's worth more than any stupid promo reel you could put out any whatever your fans you, the people that that love you and love your product and are here for the long run they want to see the man on stage and it doesn't have to be live and it doesn't have to be a painful experience for you david it can be <laughs> it, it 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 can be a I've now graduated far enough that I don't have to dance live in front of the, the, the masses and have, you know, deal with anybody throwing shit at me. You, you, you can, you can do it easy mode. Now you deserve it. You've, 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 you've earned it. You put your time in, in the trenches, but we really need to see your face because yeah, I think though, Kai, he's, Go ahead. he's, uh, he's bordering on, um, George Lucas pre prequels. You know, George, George Lucas pre-prequels was, was David Raven today as well, right? You know, God Mode, he's done incredible things. He's inspired a generation um, with space adventures. Um, and, and, you know, having him just show his face and talk about the awesome things uh, that he did, you know, in George Lucas's case with the Star Wars universe, did exactly what you're talking about, right? And, and I think you're, you're, you're kind of 
asking the same thing of David Braben for Elite, and, and I think that makes sense. Maybe though he is he is uh, hesitant uh, to step into the limelight in, in any form or function because he's afraid of, of a prequel scenario where he ruins it for everybody and everybody hates him for the rest of his life and he turns around and pulls it off to EA and, and we all, you know, hate the game. I, I think that... Uh... Uh, I think that's a very interesting analogy. I, in my mind, he as a leader, any leader, there's certain things that you just can't delegate. I mean, you can, but it's nowhere near as powerful. I see David as, as a, if you want to think about his, his company and what they can do, he's a force multiplier. Even a 15-minute fireside chat from him that has very little real content is something that, that then all the community managers can, can run with and expand upon to whatever degree they decide to strategize around. Um, I think it makes all the sense in the world for him to be front and center in a big reveal when, when they can talk about all the things that are coming in the new era, but that, that might not be for some time, uh, at least to any depth. And so even something smaller um, would, I think, help put to rest a lot of the maybe more negative things, stories, feelings that have come up in the absence of that information. And when you don't, when you don't put any information out there, people are ungrounded. They'll just come up with whatever they want to come up with. You can put a lot of to bed with a 15-minute pre-recorded video. Well, and, and, you know, the other thing that just occurred to me, though, is, is, you know, thinking back to when he was in the limelight more, how many community managers did he have? How many, how many talking heads did he have to stand up and do this for him? Um, I'm assuming that number was smaller because I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and so what I'm what I'm wondering is now that he has, like I mentioned, established his company as, as the leading uh, game developing company in the UK, and and he has now given himself the capability to have a, a staff of community managers that can be those talking heads, to be the face of the game, to be the face of the company for him. Um, he has delegated, and, and I get what you're saying, Roy, is, is that, you know, that there's certain things that you can't do or you shouldn't do, um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, he's trying to give himself the flexibility and the agility to go do other things to build the brand and, and make, make the and, company stronger in, in other avenues. And I get that. Well, I, I 100% get that. But at this point... There's enough memes and jokes and whatever, and some some of it is funny and some of it is what you know. David Braven is a lizard man, this that, and the other. He's whatever, but the underlying the, the 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 kernel of that is people are frustrated because they know that this was his passion project, this was his baby, and they haven't got FaceTime with him for a while. And humans are fickle little monkeys, and we need reassurance we need this that we need the other so what i'm saying is if he comes out on stage and and, and again pre-recorded very very easy very very low stress for you david if he comes out and does you know the 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 apple you know routine if he comes out and does the uh steve jobs thing and 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 highlights it and again anything goes wrong edit cut out no problem he comes out and does that it's going to lay a lot of fears it's going to it's going to hype more than anything you could possibly see i i we need facetime with him we need facetime with dr k we need dr k needs to be she needs to be on a a, a discovery scanner 
we need uh, some FaceTime with, with Zach Antonacci. I know this is not sort of the funnest things for, for those guys, but just a little bit here and there of like, hey man, here's a sneak peek. I'm so excited. I get to show you this. Here it is. Oh my God. I can't tell you how powerful, you know, that that would be. So, yeah. look, you can, you can put this in financial terms if you want. He's now the head of a, a large public company. And if you want to think about it that way, he has three assets. The company has three major assets at their disposal that, if left unused, it's kind of wasteful. One is a franchise with a 36 year pedigree. There's not too many games that have that. Uh, the second is a user base that is both passionate, fanatic, has come up with all kinds of, as, as you mentioned, uh, you know, reams of artwork and stories and third-party programs, tools, and on and on and on. And then the third thing is his connection with that audience that goes all the way back to the start. You know, those are assets of the company. And companies don't, you know, they, they, they don't themselves a service if they ignore those assets. Yeah, 100%. So let's transition into the next topic, which is frustrations. Um, <clears throat> I believe that there have been some frustrations on behalf of the community, and I believe that we're seeing some of that spill into the fleet carrier as a product. And, and, and here's what I mean by that. We're seeing some criticisms of fleet carriers that, and, and, and I think by and large, the community is agreed that fleet carriers are, are coming out well now. At the very beginning of the beta, that was not at all the feeling. There was a lot of resentment. There was a lot of unhappiness. There was a lot of whatever. But I think people are coming around and seeing that it's like, hey, man, this is turning out, you know, way better. This this process is 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 going along fairly well. And, and I think most of the legitimate criticisms that people had about fleet carriers are are, are sort of being addressed and handled and going away. But there are some people that are making hay out of the frustrations and out of the problems or whatever and let's look for a second at sort of how this all happens how this how this works um i think that there's a phenomenon that happens that 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 occurs and we discussed this in the low sodium super friendos uh behind the scenes um and i think it was tracks made a really really good point about a thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's a psychological thing. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is, just to put it in sort of layman's terms, because I had to look it up. I was like, I don't don't know what the hell this is. It's where you know a lot about a game, for example, or a thing, anything. But in this case, you know a lot about Elite Dangerous, right? And you've got thousands of hours in Elite Dangerous. And because of that, you mistakenly overestimate your own knowledge and now you think, well, I know a lot about this game, therefore I know a lot about game development. And then because you have this overinflated image of how much you know, there's shit that you just think, well, like, hey man, this is easy, just fix this. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of myself and I will call myself out on this 100%. I say, how the hell do we not have bookmarks for our or sorry folders for our bookmarks okay you can go back to internet explorer or firefox or whatever as far back as it goes 
in in the late 80s early 90s whatever when the first uh, in, uh internet browsers were, were were being created right you had folders for your bookmarks and it literally just showed you know okay you can organize it however you want you could put it this doesn't it's not something that goes on the back end it doesn't go on the uh, uh game side of the you know it's not on their their servers it's in my thing it's a folder that's created that i have the ability to create and i can create a folder that i just call engineers and a folder that i just call material gathering and a folder that i call you know raxla hunt and a folder that i call bgs stuff and power play and you know cool sites and you know hanging out with the friends or like whatever i have my folders and i put all my stuff in there now to me this seems like an absolute no-brainer and I, I i i stand by that i still feel right now like duh this is easy but I'm not a game designer. I'm an idiot when it comes to computer programming or anything like that. It took me three tries to get this stupid stream up, okay? So, yeah, I am a victim of that Dunning-Kruger effect where if I say, this is obvious, this is easy, and then more so other people, I go on the forums and I say, this is my idea, it's easy, guys, and other people are like, you're right, that's brilliant, I've been saying the same thing for years a bunch of us idiots right all get together and say we know what it's like and maybe we're right maybe we're wrong i don't know but i'm not qualified as a as a whatever so frustrations build like that and they build much much more so in a content drought and let's be honest we're coming out of now a content drought but some people aren't even giving us the credit for that we're coming out of it or giving Frontier, rather, the credit that we're coming out of it. They're saying, we're still in the middle of it. This game is in maintenance mode. David Braben doesn't, you know, we don't see him anymore. You, it's obvious. He don't pay attention to this, that, and the other. And now they shit on fleet carriers. And they're, this is horrible. So then what happens is you get a guy. You get a a somebody who creates a meme right who then just puts in your head punishment punishment they hate us punishment rent this is so punishing psychologically punishing whatever and it catches because the frustration that built up from that content drought mixed with that dunning-kruger effect where we all want to backseat drive and say we could do it better where like okay like look at my idea of bookmark bars uh, bookmarks for the for the or sorry folders for the bookmark bar maybe that's a great idea and maybe it's not that hard to do but i am not qualified because i don't see all the back-end shit that they're doing where they're like dude we had a huge problem obviously let's let's look at this they had some form of a problem that started happening with the code around the time of you know the end of the horizons update and they made a shift they changed how they were doing stuff maybe it's like we're working so hard on this spaghetti code and we're fixing this with this code refresh and we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing the other we don't have time to go do your thing in which case okay fair like i don't see that from my end so for me it's very easy to go duh i think this should be a thing and fee goes i agree it should be a thing and roy cookson goes absolutely it should be a thing and so three non-computer programmers now are agreeing with each other and are saying duh this is obvious 
and then somebody comes along with the meme of psychologically punishing this, that, and the other, and then we shit on everything. We get sour, we get toxic, we get whatever. It's a thing that happens. Now, I think that Frontier needs to understand and acknowledge that they dug themselves in a little bit of a hole with this content drought, right? They have to acknowledge that. They have to put on their armor, put on their game face, go out there, take the punches, and get through it. They have to rope it out. They have to put on a smile and get to the other side of it. But some of the frustrations were people saying, oh, fleet carriers suck. Okay, why? Well, you can't even afford it. The only thing you could possibly do to afford it is mine until your eyeballs bleed. Mining, 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 whatever. And it's like, okay, that's not at all a criticism about fleet carriers. What you're criticizing there is the balance of credit generation in the game, which is a fair topic and we should discuss. And I think that Frontier is looking at it and I think that we will see in Next Era some addressment, some addressing of, of that. But it's it's not a criticism of fleet carriers it's a criticism of the balance of credit generation so like put the focus where it is i think fleet carriers suck okay why fleet carriers suck because it took two hours to you or took you know two and a half years for this three years for this whatever and it's like okay whoa, whoa, whoa. you're again now that's a not a criticism of fleet carriers that's a criticism of you know, next era took too long. It's taking too long. And okay, I I kind of agree with you that that it's it, it there's a, been a content drought. It's been it's a thing, and it should be addressed. They should they should comment on it. They should literally address it and say, hey, this is why whatever. It, this took a long time because we found out that this was wrong and we had to fix it. And in us fixing it, it this it created these other problems. There's a reason why we had issues with, you know, uh, CQC had issues. There's a reason why uh, multi-crew and, and, and was sort of a, a, how do I put it, was a unsatisfying or an under, under, underperforming project. You know, multi, there's a, you know, multi-crew, you can't multi-crew with an SRV. What is that? You can't multi-crew with wing. What? You can't, there's, there's, there's been problems. There's been issues. Now, obviously these guys aren't idiots. These guys are smart guys. So if they, if, if it didn't come out right, if there was issues, if it's, you know, causing problems, it's because there's something with the code. That's an issue. That's given them Ajita. It's given them, you know, it's, it's killing them. It's giving them a headache. Okay. So they, instead of, you know, I don't know, whatever, throwing their head at the same wall over and over and over. They said, all right, we need to figure out something. We need to change this and this and this with the codes. We're going to make these changes. We're going to put in a lot of effort up front, but you know, it's going to fix things and make things better for the future. Hey man, I'm down with that. That's, that's cool. Like, you know, that's awesome. I think think that no matter what, no matter how, how perfect any game developing company tries to be, no matter how anybody tries to be, somebody else is still going to find an opportunity to bitch and moan and complain because it doesn't meet their standards. You, you can't, you know, that, that, that whole saying about you can't, you know, you can make some people happy uh, most of the time, but you can't make all the people happy all the time, something like that. Oh, 100%. But, but, but you know, I, I, think, I think to your point about fleet carriers and, 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 and the content drought and really what this is, is this is people finding an opportunity to bitch and moan about something, but if you think about it, 
All things considered, going back to what you mentioned half an hour ago, Frontier is, is a fantastic game company, and, and, and they, they handle the community, and, and they engage with the community much, much better than some other much bigger game companies that we could talk about that we probably shouldn't, um, that, that have certainly burned a lot of bridges with, with their user base. Um, and, and, and I don't see Frontier doing that. I see Frontier doing the best they can. I see Frontier addressing issues as fast as they can. And, and I do not see them, and this is the key piece that people need to bear in mind, I don't see them ignoring the community. I see them listening as best as they possibly can and addressing things as best as they possibly can. So, so people are still going to find things to bitch about. That's still going to happen. You're never going to fix that. But and, 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 and people need to be thankful that Frontier is, is doing the very best they can and that they're listening. I, I think that the evidence that they're listening is, is, is very, very um, obvious. So I had a I had a conversation with the Yamics a little over a week ago, and we discussed some issues. And part of it was, I, I and I brought him up. I brought this up to him. I said, "Look, man, you know, you said flat out uh, when you did the first round of your fleet carrier roundtable discussion, whatever you want to call it, when they did their first round of it, he said flat out, like, hey, the upkeep is way too high. Uh, decommissioning is horrible." Uh, Universal Cartographics is it's a no-brainer that that needs to be in in there and when people ask you like well do you think they'll add it or whatever you said hell no they're going to change upkeep by you know 15% and call it good when it's clearly not they said you're going to they're going to you know decommissioning is going to stay how it is they're going to maybe you know give you 5% 10% more back whatever and that's that's a waste uh, they'll never add universal cartographics. They'll give you some excuse why they're not going to. They've done all of those things. I think what we're seeing, if you look at the people that they've been hiring and looking for backgrounds in MMO uh, for community management, you know, with, with hiring Tim, hiring Bruce, um, these these have been phenomenal steps forward. If you look at how bad fleet carriers were at the beginning of their beta test versus how much and quickly and rapidly and and decisively they have made changes to make it better in every possible way i think we're seeing a new thing uh spatula in the in the in the chat makes a point where he said that you know the the thing that's giving him hope from this is cqc change look at the fact that now they've changed they're the last two major efforts at uh, doing fixes or whatever have included changes in stuff with the AXI, stuff that's been sitting there for forever. And the fact of the matter is they're now getting to it. Is it that it took too long for them to get there? Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I agree. Maybe there's some there's some problems there. But I think... The CQC thing was a straight-up sign to us that it's like, hey, we're going to go back and start revisiting some of these things that have been bad for a while, and we're going to fix them. We're going to make CQC more viable. Look at the fact that the last two changes, they, in January, they fixed CQC for the PS4 players that for a year, a year, whenever a CQC PS4 player died, they went to a black screen and it kicked him out. So that was just, they did not have that as a game mode. It was completely, you know, as Isaka was saying on um, on Lave Radio, it was just a waste. It was, it, it was a non-starter. And now their community since January has had CQC. And they, they 
didn't just do that, they doubled down and now they're giving us what we've been asking for for a long time. Let us queue in game. Does it create an unintended consequence of, you know, quote unquote, CQC combat logging? Yes. And now they're addressing that. Like they are getting to things that have been sitting for a while. And what I think we're going to see is we're going to see them fixing multi-crew. We're going to see them fixing wing stuff. We're going to see them fixing some of this AXI stuff that's been sitting there for a while. I think what we're seeing is they're reaching out like they never have before and they're focusing on some of these long sort of thought abandoned. Everybody thought CQC was abandoned. If 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 in in December if if I would have said, "Hey man, over the next 6 months they're going to both fix CQC for PlayStation and they're going to let you queue for up for it in the real game." How many people would have told me I'm full of shit? There's not a chance in hell. They've abandoned CQC. You're a dreamer. You're an idiot. You're you're naive. You don't know what you're talking about. But they have. They are addressing I, things and reaching out like they have not before. I, I think what you're getting at there, I agree with that. I think what you're getting at is they're rebuilding trust. Each time they do something, either that they said they would, or they surprise us by getting around to something that was long asked for, that's that's another you know mark in the ledger on that side. Yeah, I I, I, I go, go back to though, um, you know, um, you or I saying trust me to a community versus the community manager saying the same thing versus even a developer at FDEV in some you know behind the scenes interview saying trust me versus Dave pale pales in comparison to what we could learn if Dave said trust me and he doesn't have to give a bunch of details again it could be. You know, maybe one of their goals is now that, to a degree, as as he mentioned, they do have uh, experiences demonstrating better behavior with the community than other games. Yeah, it's not perfect, but is it their aspiration to be the best? That would be good to know. Yeah. Is it their aspiration to acknowledge, um, you know, put the fish on the table, the smelly fish, acknowledge some of the things that, yeah, we we took too long for that, or boy, that's terrible. Um, but we, you know, I, the buck stops here. I commit to you that, you know, we are going to fix these things. Like, just a commitment to that could, I think, rejuvenate and repair uh, a huge degree of whatever trust has been eroded. And I, and I think that there is truth to, to that, what you just said there, of even if you say, um, you know, even if you say, yes, this was a problem. Yes, we abandoned this for a time. We put it on the back end of the list. We shouldn't have whatever. That honesty actually earns you some respect then that when you say, but now we're doing this. That, mm-hmm. that I think that brings people back around. I think, so it's a weird balancing act where you have to have a certain amount of new goodies, new new tasty treats for the new, new people. You have to have your hype and sizzle that brings in the new, 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 new people, the like brand new that are going to buy it based on that hype and sizzle. <clears throat> and then you have to have cookies for the old guard, the players that have been with you for a long time. Now, some of them, <clears throat> you're just not going to get back. They're at the point now where they're salty because that's what they want to do and that's what they're going to do. And you know what? 
let it go. <clears throat> Put out a good product. Reach out to the people because there are people that are on your team that want to go on this ride with you. They want to be excited. They want to have hope and aspiration and whatever. Reach out to them because you can you can get them. You, you, it, it's, it's possible. It's there for you. It's there. So these frustrations... I feel like they, they've built up. They should be addressed. The The best way to address them, like I said, get David Braben out there. Have the community management people ahead of time make some statements saying like, hey, we understand that you're frustrated about this and this. We're actually working on that and that. We're so excited that you guys have passion for and haven't forgot CQC. We're so excited that you guys are really want you know so passionate and have hung in there for so long with axi stuff we're so excited that you guys are passionate about uh these aspects of of you know wing and 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 multi-crew and whatever because we're ready now we're 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 making these changes and we're gonna we're going to address these things i think they're going to some people think i'm wrong some people think i'm naive we'll see but i i, I think Time will tell. They say that they're going to announce things still on the same sort of schedule that they were planning on announcing it, even though COVID has pushed back the release of of uh, Next Era. Keep in mind, they said COVID pushed back the release of Next Era until early 2021. They never said the last day of quarter one. Now, is it a fairly realistic thing to think that it may be the last day of quarter one? Maybe. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to... If I had to put money on it, that's where I would be putting money. But they never said that it was going to be then. So for all we know, they could announce something, you know, and say, hey, we're going to release it in the end of January. Or we're going to release it in February. Or it could be whatever, March, end of March. But when we see what's coming, then we'll know. Um, and that kind of takes me into the last thing. Uh <clears throat> Frontier has reached out more late than lately. I mean, they've been reaching out sort of more effectively than ever before, I think, with or, or, or since maybe going back to Kickstarter days where they had amazing engagement. <clears throat> they had some, some hard times. They had some legitimate struggles with, at the end of sort of the engineer, the horizon sort of time, mixed with... A horrifically bad sort of leak of all kinds of stuff and 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 just just they've had struggles and when you put those together yes as a result it seems like the company retreated into its shell they went into hardcore defense mode and that led to even more ill will with the population because it was like well they're not telling us anything they're not whatever and it's like dude how could they they're in a place where they almost can't say shit because if you say one thing, people are like, ah, confirmed, leak, confirmed, this confirms that, confirms this. Confirms. They have just been in a rough spot. And I think now they're coming out of it. They're showing more engagement now than ever before. They're making changes in, in, in what I feel is an encouraging fashion. And... I think now is the time for us to see a resurgence of an, one of, of, of Ed's old ideas, and that's the DDF. The DDF 
was a sort of the, the what is it, the design development forum or whatever, <clears throat> was a group, uh, a place well, the, forum, the design, design, the, the design decision, decision forum, forum, and then it changed to the design discussion yeah. forum. Yes. I think it's time for Frontier to utilize. Frontier has a lot of players that are completely sort of more sophisticated than your average game. This is not 12-year-old's Fortnite players. This game has a lot of people that were inspired by the original 1984 Elite to get into uh, game design or, or software development or engineering or whatever. It has a lot of people that are very smart and very capable that are putting out things. When you look at stuff like eddb.io, Inara, you know, uh, uh, amazing, down, amazing. Yeah, down to earth astronomy with his, uh, um, you know, commander's Fire toolbox. The, the yep. commander's toolbox. Um, when you look at, you know, the the artist, creative, engineer, design, all of these people that have done so many things with third party, you know, EDSM, EDMC, all of these things, man. Um, <clears throat> I think Frontier needs to use that needs to start reaching out to certain members of the community. I don't know if you do this, you know, quietly behind the scenes, if you reach out to certain people in, you know, a couple content creators and 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 a couple of uh uh third party, you know, resource creators or whatever and quietly start back up the DDF in in some way. I think <clears throat> from what I've seen in talking both with Tim and 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 Steven and uh, uh, Bruce, they're looking to reach out more. They're looking to engage more. They're looking to make sort of full use of their resources so that they can better do their job of relaying and conveying information back and forth, conveying information from us to Frontier and from Frontier to us. And And the stuff that they can do on their regular streams and through whatever, that does a good enough job. They do an excellent job of conveying information from Frontier to us. I think once they get past, you know, once Next Era launches and they get past this bullshit of they've been hamstrung behind whatever asshole decided to leak their private stuff, like they will be in a much better place to be more open and forthcoming. So, Information coming from the community to us, or, or from from Frontier to us, needs to be, I think, more FaceTime with Dr. K, more FaceTime with Doc, uh, with uh, David Braben, more FaceTime with with Zach and 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 other members of the team. And again, this can be pre-recorded stuff. That's that's fine. Uh, coming back, but there also the second part of it. There needs to be more um, there, there, there needs to be more information coming from us to Frontier in a more targeted way in a more constructive way that they can use so more, more curated perhaps yeah not not just sort of the random whatever but like stuff where they they need to say 
They need to have somebody say like, hey man, we're thinking about uh, putting out fleet carriers. Okay, cool. Well, all right, what do we think about this? What do we think? Well, I don't think it would be a good idea to have a design situation where I have to hold down the plus button for 15 minutes so that I could set a price on something that I want to sell. Oh yeah, okay, that's a good point. Hey man, just so you know, you need to make sure that you don't have wing bonuses work with fleet carriers because I can sell shit to my own fleet carrier and generate 4 billion credits an hour by just setting up a script to do that for five of or you know for for multiple of my friends in a wing oh okay yeah um you know there's 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 issues that maybe we'll see that they might not and it could be targeted conversations where they say like hey man we think that a lot of people would like uh, uh bookmark folders uh, but we also think that people might want, I don't know, the ability to just pick a number and buy power play items all at one go. And then, you know, from a cross section that they pick, that they that they converse with, they can maybe get some kind of feedback or some information. And I mean, maybe even there could be some other projects behind the scenes that <clears throat> certain people can help out with in a sort of a a curated way and yes commander arson cross money printer go burr that, that down to earth had that exactly right and you know hey a, a ticket has been opened frontier i can confirm that i know for a fact frontier is absolutely aware of that and is absolutely going to be addressing that how how they how they go about it that's a thing that we'll see but um yeah i think there's ways that Frontier can leverage their very sort of unique asset of this community. That the 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 how do I say it? The sort of sophisticated um, members of this community that can provide them with some real useful help on the design side going forward. What do you what do you guys think? You know, I'm I'm gonna kind of echo what I said earlier. Is, is that and, and you touched on this too, guys? Is the 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 players of this game have a level of maturity and sophistication, like you just said, that that other games simply do not. And and I think you know, even going back to what Roy mentioned about Frontier's assets, um, that that I think is is one of those key assets. There there are many of us out there who. Um, can provide constructive feedback, which I think is what you're getting at. You know, mm-hmm. Giving these guys constructive feedback to help improve the quality of gameplay, the quality of life, um, and 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 not, you know, I, I and now I'm going to do my own Dunning Kruger here, but but you know, these 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 aren't these aren't big changes that we're asking for. We're we're we're, we're not asking for 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 things that that um, are are completely outlandish and ridiculous. But but they're I, I, again, I think it's constructive feedback. That, that we that that frontier should be able to have the the open dialogue with, and I know that they try to do it through the forums and 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 other avenues of communications. Um, but but I would agree with you that that uh, you know it, it, it would be nice to see it, like you mentioned, a, a little bit more formal. Um, you know the the weekly random um, game streams. I think is is some semblance of an attempt to do that. Uh, but but at the same time, I, I I would I would say that something more formal and organized and and 
you know, um, yeah, organized would, would probably be uh, more ideal and a better way to, to uh, kind of get those, get number one, the community engagement, the trust that you guys mentioned, and, and uh, the, the, the improvements to the game that everybody's looking for. Roy, your thoughts on our on our last sort of major topic? Yeah, um, again, agree with, with what both of you have been saying. I, I think one of the one of the traps for FDF to avoid uh, some companies is they get larger and larger, and they try to do things more like the other big corporate companies do. They forget what made them successful to get there in the first place. And the things that made Elite successful were, you know, a, a strong and passionate vision from a singular leader, David Braden. And then by the time it got to Elite Dangerous, real engagement at a very granular level with mature reasons and uh, that's, you know, I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think that's new news to them. I just hope that there's not some, <laughs> I don't know, companies sometimes get sideways when they get run by the accountants instead of uh, the people who had the original vision, right? And I just hope that David can uh, hang on to that vision and just remember where it came from and that that magic is still there to be captured. I, I definitely think that it's it's there, and I think that what we're about to see launched in next era, what, which we should be hearing details on in, in the in the coming months, I think is going to. It's not going to silence the critics. I, I always want to say this is going to silence the critics, but it's not because <laughs> shitty people like to just be shitty. That's their enjoyment state. That's what they want, and that's what they're going to do. But it's going to, I think, silence the people that are on the fence that were leaning towards the criticism. The people that are being rational and are willing to hear out both sides and, and go with it. Um, I think I think it's going to it's going to make them feel comfortable that things are now back in you know, there was a there was a, a misstep. Let's acknowledge that. But it's now moving at a, at a good pace in the right direction. And the thing is, is until next era drops, people can't see that for themselves and they don't want to take my word for it. So all I ask is that you wait and watch and see and then decide for yourself when you see it. So that's all. That's all. On the topic of uh, sort of uh, some of the amazing content creators and and sophisticated uh sort of members of uh fan base and and whatnot let's take a moment to call out spatula 007 who is in the chat right now and is you know giving his thoughts and impressions and feelings on this stuff if if you guys have not seen spatula 007 if you haven't seen his you know elite dengus theories you are missing out because this shit is fucking hilarious. His stuff is is so good. Spatula, link it in the chat. Um, your channel there. I mean, I obviously I've I've seen all of your stuff and I've got you listed, but I just want everybody that's watching live to see it. Um, <clears throat> Spatula is uh, amazing and hilarious, and his his elite dangus. Uh, yeah, you his elite dangus line of like it's it's you know the it's the guy what's his name uh check it out with dr steve brule it's that it's uh it's uh 
he's doing that. He's doing, you know, hey, yeah, you dingus, where it's like it's it's the most amazing crackpot half-baked theories ever that are hilarious. They are just comedy gold. You should definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. So I'll include a link to that actually in the show notes as well. So people, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now can can see that. Um, so yeah, check out, check that out. Um, I will say this, this is, we're recording this uh, Tuesday night, you know, I think you're going to look, pay attention in the, in the forums tomorrow or at the very latest Thursday. You may see some, some, some something from Frontier, a little, a little something, something, a little more love on the, uh, on the fleet carrier, fleet carrier, uh, uh, side with some, some changes and, uh, yeah, look forward to that. And I think fleet carriers are very, very good where they're at now. Uh, I think there's a couple little bugs that need to be addressed. I think uh, fleet carriers definitely need um, something addressed with handling the fuel management, something addressed with setting up multi-jumps, and uh, they need to fix that sitting there with your hand on the plus button for 15 minutes to to buy stuff or to set a a sales price. But uh, other than that, man, they fixed the they fixed the the decommissioning. They, f- they added the UC. They fixed that your fleet carrier carries your own fleet stock. They fixed that, you know. Um, <clears throat> they fixed the uh, the upkeep cost, which was sort of ridiculous at the beginning, but is now much 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 more doable. Uh, they still need to fix the sales aspect, selling ships, selling modules, but. I just don't think that they're gonna because we're seeing half the product. I think that this is designed towards fleet carriers are designed, the sales aspect of it is designed to work in conjunction with building modules, manufacturing modules after you get base building and the manufacturing ability. And uh, it just, <laughs> piloting space broats, absolutely, Fee. I, I, I just think that, uh, I just think that we're going to need next era for to really fully see the power of fleet carrier sales because as it stands now where we're talking about buying the pre-priced or sorry pre-selected packs of fully priced stuff and then trying to resell that for even more money to other people is like what that's a non-starter but look forward to uh to seeing that as things move forward fee uh any closing thoughts uh let me see i i, I don't think so i, I think uh you know we, we've touched on a lot of subjects i i, I think really you know I, I think we're on the same page with a lot of these topics whether it's the the um you know what what the bait is has done for us and improving fleet carriers and, and what the next steps are there uh what we, we are looking forward to seeing and and, and uh next era uh, and, and how we feel about uh, what Frontier is doing overall for, for the for the game and, and, and what we'd like to see uh, from David and, and the rest of the crew to, to uh, make it even better and, and, and I think we've done that uh, you know going back to, to where you work with the A team there Kai uh, we've done that with, with as little salt as possible you know, we, we, we've taken a good mature approach and, and uh, you know I, I want to again uh, kind of echo what you said earlier I, I appreciate everything that, that Frontier has done with the game 
Uh, again, I'm, I'm over 2,000 hours at least in Steam, and, and uh, I've definitely no life it uh, as I've been <laughs> playing. And uh, I'm not I'm not afraid to say that I, I love this game. Uh, and and uh, no, that's that's pretty much it for me. Beyond Beautiful. That, thanks thanks for having us, having me on the show. Beautiful, man. And look forward to hearing more from Fee in the coming days, weeks, and months. And Roy? Well, yeah, I would say uh, uh, I love this game. And uh, that's how you started. And uh, I just hope that uh, the small things we could we contribute uh, today might uh, land well with them um, and give them some thoughts or some encouragement or, um, you know, just a little, little nudge. Um, that I want to see this. I think as well, we want to see this uh, game um, stay great, get better, and uh, just be a, that, that super fun, super fun sandbox we, we always love to play in. Um, just on the side of it, I think it's great that we had such uh, participation in chat. Good yeah. questions and comments there. And uh, I'll just say thanks again for uh, the opportunity to, to participate today. Fantastic. Like I said, look forward to, to hearing more of, of Roy as well. And uh, yeah. All right, guys, so I'm getting interdicted here. This guy wants my big <laughs> haul. What he's going to get is some beam lasers and a big-ass multi-cannon. But let me uh, take a moment away from killing him real quick to... Uh, hello, Mr. An yeah, hello, Mr. Anaconda. You're going to die in just a second. But first, let's give you guys some outro music to listen to. Some Lavian Brandy from Tokoso. And it's not playing it.